8.02 on a Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 6.50. Halford and Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We are in hour three of the program. Vanny Sartini, Whitecaps manager, is going to join us in just a moment here to kick off hour three. Hour three is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio, Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. The Upper Bowl is going to be open all weekend at BC Place. I believe the, the Lions haven't announced it already. I think that they might because ticket sales are going rather briskly. Yeah, I think it's already announced. And uh, earlier this morning, the Vancouver Whitecaps announced that they too will be opening the Upper Bowl at BC Place for their second game of their best of three series against LAFC on Sunday. Joining us now, Whitecaps manager Vanny Sartini here on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Good morning, Vanny. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Uh, we're good. Thanks for taking the time to do this. I imagine that you and the rest of the coaching staff have had a lot of time to digest and review everything that happened in the playoff opener against LAFC, the 5-2 loss in LA. Uh, if you have, and I'm assuming you have, what were the big takeaways from that loss in LA? A uh, big takeaway that we cannot make uh, mistakes because when you are in the playoff uh, I would say uh, you play against the best team because by definition in the playoff only the best teams are going there and if you make mistakes you're getting punished. In that particular game on uh, last Saturday, yeah, we were very bad on defending set plays. We considered three goals uh, uh, from corner kicks and uh, yeah, if you do like this it's, uh, it's impossible to win games so we need to be better especially in that part of the game next Sunday. And uh, to be honest, uh, do a very similar performance in terms of the run of play because in the run of play, actually, we didn't do we didn't do bad. Mm. With regards to defending set pieces and defending corners, I know it was an issue earlier in the season dealing with crosses and set pieces and corners. It seemed as though you guys had corrected it to a certain degree, and then the problem really reared its ugly head in L.A. Uh, how confident are you that the issues on set pieces and corners specifically are correctable? Yeah, very confident. Everything is correctable. Uh, you're right. Uh, we started badly in the first two, three games, we did concede a lot of chances uh, uh, on corners and then on free kicks, but then we actually adjusted a couple of teams, a couple of things, we reacted very well, and if you take off the first three games of the season for the rest, for the, rest uh, the, the other 31 games in the league, we've been in the upper, uh, I would say, uh, half of the stats on defensive plays. Unfortunately, uh, it looks like that when we decided to do bad, we do really bad, like last week. And uh, hopefully, yeah, it's gonna be <clears throat> it's gonna be much better on uh, on Sunday. We need to do it basically two things. First, analyze. It's the coaching staff task to analyze, and that's what we've done actually in the last two days. Analyze if they have to do something different next week. Mm. And the second thing, analyze with the player and work with the player on their individual mistakes that we do in this game. So, yeah, that, uh, that's the two layers of work. And uh, the fact also that uh, we have an additional day to prepare the game because it's Sunday and not Saturday. It gives us an additional 
training session, and that actual additional training session will be focused on the bandits that way. So it's also it's a good thing for the, for the schedule to to come in our help too. We're speaking to Whitecaps manager Vanny Sartini here on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Vanny, you know, the, the match on Saturday, there were a lot of different frustrating moments. The set pieces and the, the goals conceded were one. But the other one is something you kind of alluded to there, is that through the first 45 minutes, I felt like, and I think uh, I'll ask if you agree or not, but there was something to be taken from that match in terms of a result because twice your team had battled back and I think maybe exposed a little bit of weakness in the LAFC back line and it was responding with goals on the road which is a great thing to see was that your takeaway as well that there was something there there were some positive signs despite the fact that the match ended 5-2 yeah 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 I I think that uh, again uh, the sensation on the field the way they were playing but also the metrics when we when we looked after the game told us that uh in the round of play, we did a good game that uh, the plan was actually kind of working, especially in the first half, to uh, try to uh, like uh, be aggressive uh, and in order to win ball in the middle third, like we did, especially for the like in the first goal that we scored with Brian White. And uh, I think that we could have done better when we had the ball because we were very good at breaking their first pressure. And then with the midfield, we were a little bit sloppy, slash slow in moving the ball. Uh, if we moved the ball a little faster, I think we should have, we could have scored even the third goal in the first half and maybe not concede another goal because moving the ball more faster would have bring us more in their half and not a lot let us concede a lot of set ways that, that, that killed us. So I think that's what we need to do on, uh, on, on Sunday, take the, the good of the game of last Saturday uh, that was the fact that uh, we can easily play against uh, LAFC and we can expose, like you said, their problem in their back line. But at the same time, because they have high-quality player up top, we need to be very good, very structured, very very well-positioned uh, defensively. And that's, uh, that's the key, in my opinion, for, uh, for the game in uh, on Sunday. That very dangerous player up top, I'm assuming you're talking about Dennis Boanga, who may be the best player, not named Ryan Gold, of course, that I've seen in MLS this year. He's got three goals in the last two matches against you guys. He's the MLS Golden Boot winner for the year. Very talented individual. How much focus in your match analysis from the first and then prep for the second is going to go into trying to figure out a way to stop Boanga? Yeah, and, uh... Not too much per se in trying to stop Buanga. It's gonna be how to limit the service to Buanga. Okay. Uh, the way the, the against very good players, the only way to limit them is make them receive the ball in bad area or make not them receive the ball at all because we are winning the ball higher or we are keeping the ball more because uh, if Buanga receives the ball, we can figured out all this uh, marking and uh, you know, uh, trying to double him and everything, but one or two times he's going to find a way to get away and shoot from distance or create some magic. So the best thing what we have always done with the very good players in this league and we've been successful a lot of times, like uh, I know, I'm thinking about uh, versus uh, Reynoso uh, Acosta uh, you know, uh, you, you name it in the, in the league, like Ricky Ricky Puig for the Galaxy, like this. It's not to mark them, 
but to, to be aggressive collectively in a way that they're not going to receive too many good balls, and that's what, we, what we'll try to do on Sunday. Um, we've talked a lot this year about making BC Place a fortress and making it a difficult place place to play. Um, we just announced earlier to the show, released the Whitecaps announcement anyway, that the Upper Bowl is going to be available for ticket sales. So it's going to be a very large and very energetic crowd on Sunday, Vanny. How do you implement that into pre-match prep? Because there is going to be a certain element of making this a tough place for LAFC to get a result, knowing your backs are up against it. And it's a must-win situation for your team now. Yeah, yeah, we we are, we are aware of uh, the BC place. The people, the fans are they help us. I am totally honest with you. I think that after the three-two that we considered the three-two in uh, in uh, in LA, if we were in Vancouver, the possibility to get the three-three would have been much higher because it was a very down moment on the situation where you think you're the best team, but then oh, we consider another set play, so. We're going to lose. And you need the help of the fans. You need the help of the fans in those moments when you get a little frustrated. You need the help of the fans in those moments where maybe the other team scored against uh, against the run of play and you feel a little down. So I won't uh, mention too much the thing during the, uh, the, the week or during the uh, pregame speech, but for sure it's going to be a factor because it, it has always been a factor when we played home and, and we had a good crowd, the fact that uh, it helped us actually to remain focused on the game, to stay in the game. Uh, it is the Vancouver Whitecaps with their playoff lives on the line. Sunday, 4.30 kickoff at BC Place. Go get some tickets, fill the place, cheer them on. Vanny, best of luck on Sunday. I hope it goes well for you guys. Go get a victory and then get one more down in L.A. too. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan, guys. <laughs> good plan, good plan. Thanks, Vanny. <laughs> Bye-bye. Ciao. See you later. That's Vanny Sartini, Whitecaps manager here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Halford and Bruff Show can confirm that the Whitecaps' plan for Saturday is, in fact, to win. He's, he's, he's a brilliant manager. You know. He just gets it. What, what coaches we have here in Vancouver? Mm-hmm. Sartini, Tockett. Campbell. The other guy. <laughs> Circling Wayne on the whiteboard repeatedly. <laughs> I don't know how I can make this clear. Guys. Do I have to <laughs> underline it, too? Yeah. It's like, look, it says win. That would be a great speech, right? But look, I mean, we got Rick Tockett coming out after a win, not being complacent, not being happy with just a win. We got Vanny suggesting that a key to extending this playoff series is, in fact, winning. Good coaching on display here. Okay, we're going to do some what we learns. Uh, We'll do a quick reset. We're giving away a bunch of stuff today, and this has thoroughly confused our listening audience. our, Our listening audience is... They not very bright. They don't. They, 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 well, I wasn't going to say that. But you know that meme? It's like our I'll expectations. Let, let our expectations were low, but yeah. holy, like you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we expected so much more. Not really, just a little bit. So what we're doing here? If you want tickets to anything, you got to try. You have to. You can't just say tickets in a text. You have to do some content creation. At least pander to a dog. Sure. Something. I'm, I'm just anything. I mean, it could be a recipe for blueberry muffins. Just something. It has to be content. Send a what we learned in to the Halford and Bruff show at Sportsnet 650. Now, th- this next part I know can be a little tricky, so we'll slow it down. If you want tickets to see Kiss, that's a musical act. That's a concert. Put a music note into your what we learned. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people texting in with Kiss 
uh, references, but they have the ticket emoji. That's not how this works. Right. If you want tickets to the Canucks game, Saturday, November 4th, this Saturday at Rogers Arena, that's where you put the ticket emoji in. Maybe mm. you should change it to the hockey emoji, the stick. If you mix up the emojis, you could kiss your Canucks tickets goodbye. Why are you guys confusing the issue? <laughs> Both of you. We I'm just said that they weren't it. getting it. You're I'm not. offering solutions. You're, all those people heard were hockey emoji. Now we're going to get a bunch of hockey sticks. <laughs> you understand this. One, you, day, one day we're going to have to give away three different pairs of tickets to things, and it's just going to be chaos. One day we might come up with a better system, but we won't. God forbid. Anyway, get yours in. Dunbar Lumber text line is 650-650. I cannot make this any simpler. You know how to get the tickets for each event. Please. Please try and do so. But the important thing is to remember this is not a draw. This is a contest. So what we learned has to have something to it. Speaking of what we learned. I've got one. Jason has one. I learned that I saw the greatest Halloween costume by a professional athlete ever last night, and I'm not sure it will be topped. What? Victor Wembenyama went as Slender Man. Yes. Slender Man. Oh, yeah. And it was incredible because... He kind of looks like him. How tall is he? Seven six, seven seven, seven nine foot feet four, seven foot four. How tall is the Slender Man? Uh, well, oh, seven he's, four. See, he's a fictional supernatural character, so he never actually did the full official measurement because he didn't go to the combine. They never interviewed him. Doesn't Slender Man didn't go to the villain combine? We're chatting with Slender Man here, the draft combine. It is. I I don't even understand uh, the whole Slender Man thing. I, I know there was one story about some some girls that took the story a little too seriously. Right. Um, it but, was this internet fad in the mid-2000s. They made a movie out of it. Right. It, it was, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was just this thing. They tried to make it a happened. scary character. Right. I mean, it was creepy. It was. I mean, it was a terrific costume. Um, it wasn't J.T. Miller's Playboy Bunny costume that was not the greatest uh, Halloween costume I've ever seen a professional athlete. Maybe One of the questions we were going to ask. You him. know what? A few people have texted in suggesting maybe he was in a bad mood because um, his feet hurt after, after, wearing, after wearing the high heels. Uh, plant, like, that's fair, right? Plantar fasciitis. One user, user mm-hmm. one listener. <laughs> we don't have users. One listener mm-hmm. suggested that, that could have been it. Absolutely. I, I think he was in a bad mood because he got told right before the game that he had to come on the show with us. Well, yeah. He was thinking about it all game. I'm sitting in his head. I'm going to do whatever I can to get out of this interview. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Wemby, <laughs> did you happen to watch the match yesterday? Because they, he was going to come back, didn't they? He was going up against another Slender Man in Kevin Durant yesterday. That was his, <laughs> right. that was his, yeah. That's his hero. Growing up, he loved Durant. I don't think Durant loved being asked about it. He's like, this just reminds me that I'm old. But yeah, it was a very entertaining game. So early returns for Wemby. Um, 28 minutes last night, 18 points, 8 rebounds in a very fun game. And he had one of his, which is now going to be a patented, there it is right there. It's on the TV, the weird monster dunks. Because mm-hmm. when Wemby dunks on someone, <laughs> so weird, he doesn't have to jump that high. Yeah. He just sort of elongates over. It doesn't dunk on someone. He elongates on someone. Anyway, he's a lot he's of like, fun to watch. Go, go, gadget arms. Yeah. I'm over, like the Connor Bedard uh, debut was great and it was fun and I watched the first few games, but now I'm on the Wemby train. He just kind of just drops it in the hoop. And it's he awesome. Comes down. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's like no effort whatsoever. Very no. rarely in a league of big people do you see a guy get to play big kid basketball, but that's hey, what he's doing. Are the San Antonio Spurs the Edmonton Oilers of the NBA in that they're not a particularly big market, but. Mm. They've had this parade 
of incredibly talented players play for them. So normally I try and push back when you always compare something to hockey. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the Harry Maguire deal enough. I'm like, oh, I'll just let him have it. You like that. Uh, yeah, it was fine. But yeah. I try and push back because I'm like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be so one-dimensional, but you're very right here. Yeah. I hate saying that out loud because I know what it does to your head. But you're very right here because they've had David. I mean, I'm hesitant to put David Robinson in the generational, but when he mm-hmm. came out of school, you got to remember he was a bit of a unicorn. Yeah. He was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. What's this all, this all about? And He's very disciplined. Yeah, and he was physically, there just wasn't anyone built playing the game like him. And then Tim Duncan came along, and Tim Duncan was absolutely generational because he was so fluid mm-hmm. and so skilled as a big guy. And he did amazing bank shots, right? Generational bank shots. And now, Wemby. So, yeah, they, they do have that sort of history of having these remarkably unique individuals, not mm-hmm. unlike what Edmonton had with... And they're Gretzky, not a big market. Right, not they're, a big market at all. They're not. No like, one's clamoring to go to San Antonio. Yeah. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Go listen to the. I mean, Charles you could say the same thing for the Santa. Pittsburgh Penguins, right? I mean, some of the uh, maybe sure. you know, Pittsburgh's had Mario, Yager, Sid, yep. and it's. I mean, it's it's a known sports town, but it's not New York, L.A., or Chicago. Yeah, like Pittsburgh's fine. No one's clamoring to go to San Antonio. Like that's why they. I've have never to been keep. to San Antonio. I've never been to Texas actually. Uh, I have. I haven't been to San Antonio. I've been to Austin and to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reviews for San Antonio are kind of like Calgary. It's fine. Yeah. No, I, I'm Cal- not a good night there. I'm not yeah. a basketball guy, but like, how do you defend? Like, is there a strategy against him yet? Like, how do you defend him? He's just so much Wemby. Yeah, it's just it looks like there's absolutely no way of stopping him. Like, he it just it's teams ridiculous. will be physical with him, like try to push him around because he's. The Slender Man. Yeah. But um, yeah, but outside of that, you know what? He's uh he's ticklish. So you have to tickle him. <laughs> My hand just went right through him. Whoa. Yeah. That's that's a legal play, right? You can't get penalized for that. Can you imagine if that was the book on you? <laughs> He's really ticklish. Oh, no, they found my weakness. I don't want to put my arms in the air. There's got to be a rule about that, right? Why do all these guys have feathers around me? It seems to be scurrying away <laughs> with free, great frequency. Okay. Um, we should moo cow that what we learned. Uh, trade deadline stuff from yesterday. I learned that the San Francisco 49ers, in another big midseason acquisition, picked up Chase Young. So, yes. Okay, what happened Chase to Young. Chase Young? Because wasn't he supposed to be unbelievable? Mm-hmm. And now the commanders are like, whatever. You can have him, San Francisco. Uh, he suffered a major knee injury in 2021. He okay. tore his ACL and ruptured his patella tendon, right. which is a bad injury. Um, but when healthy, he's been a very, very talented guy. He also joins a defensive line that already has Nick Boza. So they're, you're looking at this and you're saying, oof. It's not going to be the impact that McCaffrey had on offense. It, obviously, like the m- impact that McCaffrey had on that offense was, it all, I don't want to say it was transformative, but it mm-hmm. made them so dynamic. But this is kind of, well, one, <laughs> I do like the the interplay between the 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 Seahawks and the 49ers here because the Seahawks suddenly and unexpectedly vault to the top of the NFC West standings and they're like let's go make a deal so they go out and bolster their defensive line mm-hmm. and then the 49ers are like not so fast we're still the team to beat and we're going to make a big move even bigger yeah. by getting Chase Young in the door um, the thing is is that the 49ers, the last few weeks, they have been exposed a little bit on the defensive side of the football. So I don't want to say like there's a statement trade, but this is 100% a statement trade, right? Like they are getting a big name, highly touted. Yes, he's had injury concerns, and yes, he hasn't been as dynamic and an impactful a player 
as his draft designation gave him, but mm-hmm. it's still a big move. Like yeah. at the end of the day, this is the Niners saying we're still here, we're a Super Bowl contender, and we're not gonna take this three game losing streak like lying down. Like they made a big move yesterday. Uh, are you bullish about the Seahawks' chances going to Baltimore? That's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. The see, the, it's interesting because we talked to um, Mike Tannier earlier in the week about you. You asked the very straight up question. You're like, "What are we expecting here from the Baltimore Ravens?" I think a lot of us have an idea of what they are based on the Jamal. Or, I'm sorry. Lamar Jackson from a few years ago. Right. The super, the the MVP winning season was Lamar's going to run around <laughs> and he's going to make crazy scrambling he's an incredible plays. athlete. He's going to run for 211 yards and throw for 190 and like five combined touchdowns. I think everyone realized that if he kept doing that, he was going to get hurt. You can't go through uh, that many NFL seasons being that daring and not have a sort of structured passing game. Mm-hmm. So they're a little have they more- matured as a team, maybe. They just don't rely on it as much. Mm-hmm. And it kind of is kept in the back pocket. He's become, I mean, he, the, he's had a couple of games this year where his passing has been top notch and top level. So that's going to be a challenge. Defensively, they're still tough. Patrick Queen, everyone else they've got on defense. And my issue going into this game is can Geno limit turnovers? <laughs> can he not put the ball in the hands of the opposition? Can he not put the football on the ground? Because that's been the real problem the last mm-hmm. few weeks. Yeah. And that, uh, this Baltimore defense isn't as good as the Cleveland defense that came in. Cleveland was upper tier elite, maybe top five in the NFL, but Baltimore's still a very good defense, and they're going to be at home. It's going to be challenging. Very I feel like, challenging. I feel like Baltimore has a good defense just by reputation. They do. They, <laughs> like, they've oh, always run had... Baltimore. They're probably going to have a good defense. Ray Lewis still there? He was pretty good at playing defense. <laughs> like it's that, that mentality still lives with that team. Um, I, what's the line on that? Do you have it in front of you? I don't mean to I throw no you on idea. the spot. I bet it's the Ravens by three and a half or something like that. Well, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I would say let's let me guess. Ravens by yeah, they're probably Ravens five point favorites. Five points. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, get you what we learns in. You remember the instructions. Thank you. If you want the Canucks tickets, ticket emoji. And that Canucks game is Saturday against the Dallas Stars. If you want the Kiss tickets. You use the music emoji. You're listening to the Halford and Brough Show on Sportsnet 650. Big opinions and good bets. It's the People's Show with Bick Nazar. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. It's what we learn time. It's what we learn time. It's what we learn time. On the show. 831 on a Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Halford and Bruff in the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura Dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We are in hour three of the program. It is what we learn time. What we learn is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. Okay. We got a lot to do here. First, fire up the dot matrix. That means humanoids. What we learned, humanoid edition, is brought to you by Get Fire Plan and protect what matters most with comprehensive fire safety plans, monthly audits, and risk mitigation at two hundred dollars off. Visit them at getfireplan.com. Oh my God, we're having a fire plan. We need to give away some stuff. 
A couple of you took the, uh, just send us a blueberry muffin recipe rather seriously. Yeah, we got a couple. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. That's not winning today. Jason has the winners. Let's do the Canucks. Wins ticket. in my heart. No, though. we're doing the kiss tickets first. Kiss tickets first. Like Nathan I said. in Comox, what we learned, I've learned that I have possibly been conditioned over the years to believe I am being duped into believing this team, its coaches, and management are the real deal. Am I ready to trust that I can make the trip from Comox without getting my heart broken by a Canucks no-show? You know who I can trust to never pull a no-show? Kiss. Kiss will never disappoint, and I regret never seeing the band that scared the crap out of me as a little kid. You know, for... Kiss canceled their concert. (laughs) Kiss is in treatment. Kiss of death right there. (laughs) Kiss is getting treatment. They cannot do the concert. That's a JT Miller joke. Yeah. If you missed it. Um, one, great text. That had real, uh, they had us in the first half, not going to lie vibes. I did mm-hmm. not see it going that direction. Right. Two, if the guy's willing to make the trip over just to see Kiss, he deserves the tickets. Mm-hmm. So, From Comox. <laughs> From Comox. <laughs> you called it Camox. Like it's some sort of detergent. Like, uh, anyway. Ooh, is, that, got- <laughs> is that a new Camox scent you're wearing? Okay, <laughs> here's the Canucks ticket winner. Uh, Unsigned text will have to find out who it is. Last night I learned my eight-year-old son has enough guts to take a slap shot with his first loose loose tooth tied to it. It was a success. He was wearing a Canucks jersey and would love to see a game on Saturday night to show off his new smile. Okay, we're going to need to see a picture of the Bobby Clark smile that your son will have. So wait a Um, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you understand what happened? The kid had a loose tooth. They tied string around the tooth and then string around a hockey puck. Probably, yeah. And then shot the puck and it ripped his tooth out. And then maybe he Bad did the ass, Did man. he do the shot or did someone else do the shot? We're going to need more information. Mm-hmm. The you texter, won the just on that name premise. is uh, Colby, by the way. It's Colby. Colby, you Congrats, won just Colby. on the premise right. alone. We need details now. How are you with loose teeth? Did you, did you, were you one of these kids that like took forever to lose the tooth or were like, uh, it might bleed um, and that makes me terrified. I did, I did the, the door one before. Tying oh, okay. loose tooth on one end of the string and the doorknob on yeah. the other, and you slam the door shut. I just pulled mine out with pliers. Gross. They weren't even ready to go. I would always just jiggle it, like just keep playing with it until it came out, and then mm. just fumble one day away. it. Just pops right. out. You clip that. Yeah. <laughs> one day it just pops out. <laughs> okay. So, congratulations to Colby and to Nate. You are our ticket winners. You did a very good job. How many more Canucks tickets do we have to give away this week? It's tomorrow as well, right? Yeah, we're doing the Canucks kiss combo again. And uh, kiss every day this week. Terrific. Everyone be confused. Evan from Poco, I feel bad uh, that uh, that Evan didn't win the tickets. What we learned, I was at the game last night, and that's why you didn't win the tickets because, like, you just went to the game. It's true. And my buddy threw my hat on the ice after Pedersen's hat trick. What he learned is that the hat was my grandfather's and was signed by Stan Smeal back Ooh. in 1982. He felt terrible and now owes me a hat and maybe my grandpa a beer or six. How do I tell grandpa I'm scared? Help. You may have just told can your you grandpa. Can you go and get these the hats afterwards yes. after you throw them on the yes, ice? Yes, you can. Yeah. Yes. I've done the research on this. Because I noticed, I noticed Bert Hutt threw his giant goat head on the ice. Right. That's going to need some explanation. It looked expensive. Like, so, I hope you got it back. Very quickly, you can't just say Bert Hutt threw his goat head on the <laughs> no, ice. No, that's all we need. <laughs> it's going to need a little bit of context, even for our show. No, we're good. We gave tickets to a listener. Bert Hutt is his handle. 
And he won the tickets by saying that he would go to the Halloween game in a Pedersen jersey and a goat head, both of which he apparently owned because Pedersen is the goat. He did it. He then put video online. Not, and I guess the cosmic, uh, the stars and the moons aligned, and there's this cosmic alignment where not only did he go dressed up as Pedersen the goat, Pedersen scored a hat trick, mm-hmm. in case you missed that part of the story. He morphed into the goat himself. Unbelievable series of events. And then Bert did the, the thing, and he threw his goat head onto the ice to celebrate the hat trick. You asked the question, can you get this stuff back? Yes. Uh, I know that... Um, there's a, I don't know what, the hotline or some sort of lost and found, but you can call and retrieve these things because I've actually read about someone else that had a very prized hat mm-hmm. that got thrown on the ice and they wanted to go get it back. Hello, right. hotline. You have my goat head. Yeah. And like for Bert, it's going to uh, be- So you're the goat head guy. <laughs> Sir, which goat head is yours? I'm sorry. We have several to sift through here. Uh, can you describe this, it more clear? I'm, this is the guy that sent in the text, though. That is a... That's a move and kind of a dickish one if you're friends. I'd be pissed if someone grabbed my hat and threw it on the ice. You know, there are personal boundaries, right? Yeah. Like, you just don't do that. You can throw your own hat if you want. And what if you're having, like, a bad hair day? Then you got to leave the arena with, like, a bad hair day. And minus a hat. Yeah. Like he, that guy probably, when he saw that hat go on the ice, he's mm-hmm. like, that's the last time I've ever I've actually been at games where someone has scored a hat trick and I, like, immediately protect my hat. Yeah, I've done that too. By the yeah. way, Bert Hutt just texted in. They told me I couldn't get it back. So the plot thickens. Are you kidding really? me? Really? Well, look at the inbox. What are they going to do with it? They got cosplay? Yeah, yeah like, what, what's happening yeah. here? Give it to Petey. They're not going to earn it. One of, the, one of the ice rink attendants was like, that one's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, it's already been played. <laughs> I got in the game tonight. <laughs> uh, Surrey Ryan with what we learned. Hashtag WWL. This is a real, real recent what we learned. Austin Matthews is now hawking energy drinks for a YouTube star. It's only a matter of time until McDavid starts doing TikToks. Yes, they just announced this, that Austin Matthews is the new face of Prime. Oh. That's the energy drink. Right. Sorry, not the energy drink. The one here is a hydration drink mm-hmm. uh, with KSI and Logan Paul. This- isn't, isn't that kind of, isn't Prime kind of over now, though? Like, are, are kids as excited about Prime as they used to be? Um, like, it's everywhere, right? The, I mean, part of the thing was like, part of actually, the thing was, was the, was the, the scarcity of yeah, it. Yeah. It's still, I mean, based on the amount of empty bottles we have, my kid yeah. is like using them as a display. I think it's awful. Yeah. I'm like, you know, tastes, that, I think it tastes awful. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Yeah. If, if he wants one, I got to like water it down 50 50. Yeah. It's I, so aggressive. Um, he somehow thinks that these are like a collector's item. So we've got like rows of, I'm like, you know, that's just garbage, right? Yeah. Technically recycling, but still. He's like some kid in university with like a bunch of kokanee cans up yeah, in his dorm right? room. <laughs> and that's cool. <laughs> Prime is huge in the States though. Is, the is, Prime is, is huge Matthews everywhere. angling for maybe in a couple years? So are you saying down? when he relocates to Arizona, mm. he's going to be bringing the Prime sponsorship? Possibly. All you right. What we learned. Drink Orbits. Remember Orbits. You guys, no, with the, I guess you guys were adults when that was out, so it probably wasn't a thing. It was big when I was in high school. Uh-huh. It had a, all those little tapioca balls inside, Orbits. It was a... 90s kids know what I'm talking about. It was like this big drink in the 90s. Everybody wanted to drink it. It tasted awful. I'm a 90s kid. I think I they were know. trying to capitalize on the bubble tea sensation. Well, it was, bubble it was tea. sort of like, like that, that, but it, 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 didn't, it didn't taste like bubble tea, yeah. but it was going in that angle. Man, it was... It My was generation gross. was yop. <laughs> like the yogurt? Yogurt drink. Yogurt. That's still yeah, a yeah. thing. I had a yop every day in elementary school. What do you mean? Yop. I'm drinking yogurt. I had a yop. Please a don't disturb box. me. I'm drinking my yop. Yeah, it's yeah. short for Yopla. Uh, what we learned from Mike in Chilliwack, the empty net drills that Tockett made PDD last week must have really paid off. <laughs> yeah. 
Petey, he mentioned it in his walk-off interview too, right? He's like, "I'm sure glad I didn't miss that one." And he did that by skating it directly into the but, net. Yeah, you know, his hand that. shaking as he put <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, did, did it. Don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Patrick Stefan tried that, and it bounced over his stick in the crease. Yeah, so that's a dangerous that. move by Petey. He could have backfired. Yeah, it's on not that, that dangerous. It's, very, it's yeah. dangerous, man. You got an open net right there. I feel like of all the dangerous moves, that's the least dangerous. <laughs> is skating it directly into the net. Uh, unsigned. What we learned. I learned that Canucks management might reward the team for their good start by making a reunion with Chris. Tanev, Donnie, I think he's Dolly, he meant Dolly, said in his show yesterday that the Canucks are working the phones heavily. I think it was Dolly that said the Canucks are like big time working the phones. But specifically to reward the team. And I immediately took that as like, what, pizza party? Like, what are we talking about here? Are they going to Chuck E. G's? Were they saying to reward the team? Uh, I don't know. We're gonna re- we're gonna reward the team by removing Connor Garland. Like that's <laughs> I don't know if that's the way that this should be spun, right? Like that's I've actually, still what they're trying to do. In the back of my mind, I've actually started thinking ahead to like the trade deadline and like dude because it's 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 so it's been so long since we've been like, okay, wait a minute, you can address team deficiencies, short term de- team deficiencies at the trade deadline. And they still need a right shot defense. Oh, yeah. Like Mark Freeman, I like what he's brought. And Tyler Myers has bounced back nicely in the last couple of games. I still don't want the, those guys in the top four. Hey, Ethan Bear is right? still on the horizon. Ethan That's Bear is still, still there. up there. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. For but sure. I, it would be fun being a buyer at the trade deadline. Like, I, I, I got to lie. Like, when I had to break down what they could get in return for Curtis Lazar. I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. I would love for the team to be doing the other cool stuff at the deadline, right? Um, Hoffman and Surrey, what we learned. Hughes and Heronic are well on their way to Halford and Bruff status. Wow. But still have a way to go to reach Donnie and Dolly status. Really? Well, yeah, they're, they're not old yet. Hey. Yeah. Like, I get it. Donnie's a Hall of Famer, but mm. we've been together longer as an entity than Donnie and Dolly have been together. Like, right. we should, yeah. like, I'm just, in terms of, if, if this is purely a chronological thing, mm-hmm. not talent wise, well, talent wise too, but, right. <laughs> um, you know, you go, Hughes and Ryan, first you go to Donnie and Dolly status, then you mm. go to Halford and Bruff status. Well, we're like the bottom pairing defensemen that have just been together forever. Like, how did they keep them for so long? <laughs> These guys are often interchangeable parties. 38 year old journeyman, a couple <laughs> yeah. years left. Yeah. I am Matt Irwin. Uh, greasy troll with a what we learned. Okay. Petey is having fun now. I tell you that much for free. Do we have Petey's uh, walk-off interview, skate-off interview with uh, Kate Pedersen um, where he was talking about the crowd at Rogers Arena? And uh, let's just listen very closely to this. Well, Elias, a resilient effort from your group battling back from a deficit to get the win tonight. How does that feel? Uh, it feels great. Uh, fans here are loud. Uh, it's fun to play here now. So, uh, yeah, great win. It's fun to play here now. now. It's fun to play here now. now. He wanted to say that bow's gone. Now that bow's gone. <laughs> it's fun to play here now. <laughs> that bow's gone. That's how you know Laddie, good, Laddie. Is, Laddie has become a full-fledged media member. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even going to read that I was going to complete a sentence for him. Yeah. It would have yeah. been funny if he just kept going like, it's fun to play here now. Last few years, complete nightmare. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I was depressed. <laughs> I was down. I wasn't having a good time. I was like, God, does it ever stop raining in this city? It was, it was bad. It was bad. But tonight... Crowd was good and then just leaves. My contract status is still weighing on me. Good yeah. night. Yeah, that would have been great. No, it was uh I noticed a few people were picking up on that. They played it a couple times. I was listening to the post game show on the way in, and they played those interviews. And good on Bick 
Because they played it, and I think they were trying to have a big reaction. Bix like, I take nothing from that. It's like those walk-off interviews. There's a reason they give guys a cooling-off period. Mm-hmm. Because when they're just done playing a sport, one, they're tired. Like, just naturally. You're kind of spent a little bit. Right. You just went out there and exerted. And PD had the very difficult task of scoring that empty net goal. So, you know, yeah, I, did, I took nothing from that. Like, whether he said now or not, or the way that he said it. I take everything from that. Yeah, he's signing tomorrow. Yeah. Right. There I heard PD that. loves when you take his words and just run with them. Yeah, he just mm. he loves that. It's his favorite thing favorite about playing thing in Vancouver. About, Bo, speaking of Bo, Bo's in town soon, isn't he? November yep. mid November, November fifteenth. The Islanders are in town. Yeah, and that'll uh, be interesting. We played. You have to video tribute. You have to. It'll be it, mixed. Yeah, It'll be mixed. it's like a golf applause for maybe cap, a little for, warmer. For, maybe for, a little warmer for Captain Golf Shirt. Will there be a video tribute? Yes, I'm not joking. absolutely. Yes, there will be. Okay. Yeah, there'll be a video. She's the former captain of the team. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think they're gonna do? Five second applause. Just a, a, a light well, clap. That would be yeah, that teams. would be really funny. That's why yeah. I'm wondering. Like just a, just a text, nothing else, no video. Thank you, Bo. And thank you, Bo. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. And then a commercial. <laughs> yeah. And I'm begging all the people out there, please do not try and relitigate the Horvath captaincy era is anything other than what it was is it was he was the captain of a not very good team for a really long time and he probably did his best with what he was given he was not the best captain ever Mm -hmm. i think we can all agree that but he but he tried he did the things that i think he thought a captain should do right and just give him a round of applause and play his video. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I mean. I know that's not the hottest take on the planet. And then boo the hell out of him. And then completely crucify him for the rest of the game. But give him that moment. Give him that moment. I like how some people in some people's mind they've now like imagined this rift that actually it was Petey and Bo that didn't like each other. I yeah no I, I yeah I get it. I mean when it's obviously still Petey and Miller. Yeah, <laughs> the obvious one's right in yeah. front of you. It still exists. When Miller when Miller got benched yesterday, Peter was like, "Good for you, Coach." <laughs> Dar- that was a good call, Coach. <laughs> Who's saying that? Good move, Darcy in Vancouver. What we learned: my boss is learning. I'm not coming to work today due to treatment. Very well done, yes, Darcy. I like that. I'm going to use the treatment line. Well, we're going to milk this a lot. We are the Halford and Bruff Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, anything over the next little bit? Yeah. Any unexplained absence, or quite frankly, I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm receiving treatment. I was in treatment, and I understand. Uh, Rob and Surrey, what we learned? What I've learned is that only the most hardcore of sports fans would be able to just tell you that the Texas Rangers are just one game away from winning their first ever World Series, which is sad. It got mentioned. It did, but I think what Rob is saying is that this World Series has gotten no pub. Like, it is, you know, and we've talked about it. We've tried to say, like, oh, the Texas Rangers are part of the sad club, and you're trying to relate them to the Canucks situation. But you just, it just, some some matchups, they just don't work. Could it now, be the fact that we're so physically removed from where this is taking place? We're a long way from Texas. Well, yeah, could be. Arizona. Could be. Sure, that's part of it. Sure, it's big yeah. down there. I'm sure. I mean, Arizona's when do we ever really think time. about the Texas Rangers or the Arizona Diamondbacks? I guess Mariners fans kind of think about the Rangers because they're in their division. But why would you ever think about the Diamondbacks? Uh, just to continue, Rob and Sir, I'll say this: the biggest concern for Major League Baseball, the biggest frustration, is going to be. After all the growth that they made this year in terms of getting people re-energized with the game again, completely overhauling the rules to make the games more shorter, more shorter, and like more like you can now stomach these games. They're not four hours anymore. Um, all these great stories going into the playoffs, all these great teams and great markets, and now they're left with this games two and game three 
were the two lowest rated audiences in World Series history. Like, not just bad mm-hmm. for the time, but historically bad in a season where Major League Baseball jumped out of its shoes to give you a better product. And, 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 be and, I think, and I think they succeeded. Yeah. I think they succeeded in giving fans a, a, a better product. They just didn't get the matchup they wanted. Uh, Jamie, the Armstrong contractor, what we learned, we can thank Beauvillier for Pedersen's upcoming extension with his selfless pass to Petey for the hat-trick goal instead of him scoring his first of the season. I think you're being a little generous to Beauvillier. Um, That wasn't the type of pass where they were headed down on a 2-on-0, and it was like, here you go, Petey, there's your hat-trick goal. Mm. The the puck was bouncing on Beauvillier, and there was a defender that could have cut Beauvillier off if he made a play. Now, he did make a nice pass to Petey, but it was the clear and obvious right move to make. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was anything selfless about it. But it was good to see Bovelia get a point. Yeah, I was going to say, you know? he's, he's had a rough go. Anyway, I mean, the, it was good to see the um, Lafferty line score. And a lot of that was, yes, thanks to some really good work at the blue line by Quinn Hughes. But I thought that line played well. Mm-hmm. Right? I thought I, I did think that line played well. Um, I still wonder if uh, Rick Tockett might be considering some changes. Maybe maybe this is next game is the game that Dakota Joshua comes out of and Jack Stanika comes back in. And, of course, we're still waiting for the return of Teddy Bluger. Yeah. Um, we got one here unsigned, but I want to read it. Hashtag WWO, what we learned. Uh, the Canadian women's soccer team won versus Brazil last night. Big night for Christine Sinclair's retirement tour. BC needs to represent in December to support the hometown hero. Yeah, it was a good result for them last night. They beat Brazil 2-0. Heidemann Rose, I think, scored. Mm-hmm. Sinclair came on. Did they lose the other one to Brazil? Yeah. They played the first, they played, yeah. yeah, so this was good. It was a good result for the team. Uh, Sinclair came on as a substitute, which I think this is how it's gonna go moving forward is because when you bring someone on as a substitute mm-hmm. you get the the build up and the anticipation she gets right. her warm up gear off and walks to the sideline and then mm-hmm. you get to do the applause coming on applause coming off she's gonna be so uncomfortable with all this but not like the spotlight like no. I, she's not that person right yeah. um, so and this is going to be like December 5th I mean that's gonna be we're talking about the white caps and um, the Lions opening the Upper Bowl at BC Place. Like, December 5th, I assume, that it'll also be open and sold as well. So, so get tickets uh, for that one and support. Yes, Greg? I was going to do what we learned, but if, if Ruff wants Yeah, to I just want a few from these listeners on the uh, on the Josh McDaniels firing. Mike and Chilliwack, what we learned, more and more we realize that the Patriots' way is not transferable from coach to coach or even from quarterback to quarterback. The real Patriot way to win is to have Tom Brady at quarterback. He made geniuses out of head coaches and offensive coordinators alike. Uh, the, the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Well, here's another one. What we learned, the Raiders firing Josh McDaniels has continued a run of failed New England coaches being unable to find success anywhere else without Bill Belichick. Yeah, Josh McDaniels is not getting another head coaching job. He's had two. It didn't go well in Denver. It didn't go well with the Raiders. Uh, 11 Belichick assistants have become NFL head coaches. I was always a Romeo Cornell guy. Uh, Nick Saban, Romeo Cornell. Mm. Remember the man genius, Eric Mangini? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim Schwartz, Bill O'Brien, Matt Patricia, Brian Flores, Joe Judge, Brian Dable, who is not having a great second season in charge. Nick Saban has done pretty well. But not at the NFL level. Not at the NFL level. And Josh McDaniels, yeah. So it's... um, He's only the most successful coach in college football. (laughs) Couldn't win at the NFL, though. Couldn't win at the highest level. Uh, I want to read this one from LT in FC. 
Well, we learned the Canucks on Halloween put on their nicest costumes, ran around to start the night until finding their groove and collecting cookies. One had to have a timeout for getting too excited. Overall, the night was a win, but we had to take some candy away after to ensure the sugar lasts for the entire season. Yeah, the Canucks were a bit like the kids on Halloween last night. They were, it was disjointed. There was a lot of turnovers. Uh, maybe they had too much candy before the game. Maybe they weren't entirely focused. Um, it was it was good that the Canucks got their win, but one of the stories of the game was really how it was perceived by the entire team, including Rick Tockett, who was not thrilled with their performance. Mm-hmm. He obviously wasn't thrilled with JT Miller taking three penalties early on, two of them unnecessary, and benched him for a little bit. Um, Quinn Hughes echoed Rick Tockett's statement. There were too many turnovers. And even <laughs> Rick Tockett talking about a guy that had a hat trick in Elias Pettersson was like, yeah, good, yeah, good, good hat trick. Too many turnovers, though. So is this the sign of a maturing Canucks team? Hopefully. Uh, we'll end with this. Chef Swagger from Hell's Kitchen. What we learned, what I learned is that the Canucks and I both woke up this morning and the Canucks were fourth. In the NHL. Yeah, folks. Six, two, and one. Only the Vegas Golden Knights, the Boston Bruins, and the New York Rangers are ahead of the Canucks in points. Hashtag the start is going well. But what's more important is that they're not happy with just being good. There's accountability. They want to be great. It's been a lot of fun today. It's been a lot of fun. We'll keep going. God forbid something goes bad in San Jose because that's going to kill the show. But... For now, we carry the good vibes on. Signing off, I have been Mike Alford. He's been Jason Bruff. He's been A-Dog. She's been Intern Madison. He's been Laddie. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650.